Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Mike's on. He's ready to go. On the fan. New York Sports Radio. Mike's on. Mike's on. All right, we come to you on the fan and, of course, on Radio.com on this Thursday evening. Brought to you by Casamigos Tequila, as always. Brought to you by those who drink it uh, on this Thursday evening on what should have been opening day uh, in Major League Baseball. And we know that it's going to be quite a few days until any of the sports are back. And realistically, I would think, and again, none of us have any idea exactly yet, and a lot of it has to do with what we do in terms of uh, adhering to the guidelines right now, stopping the spread, getting testing, which I think we're really not doing enough of, uh, and waiting for some of the hotspots to calm down like New York, which is still, by everyone's estimate, probably... 10 to 14 days away from the peak. That's what you're hearing from most of these experts. Um, And the sports are going to need... See, I think for baseball, I think it's easy. I know Aaron Boone talked today about needing at least two weeks. Heck, he's going to need more than two weeks. They're going to need more than two weeks. They had not stretched their pitches out enough. Their pitches don't have... It's going to be more. Uh, I would think they would need at least three weeks. Um... I think by April 1st, they would need, I mean, if they push it, if life begins and they can go back to spring training um, by mid to late April, they could be ready by June 1st, I would think, maybe a little before that. The question is then, how many days... Pick your date, whether it's May 20th, June 1st, etc. What does baseball try to get done? How many games do they try to play into the schedule? How many days are they willing to take out of the middle of the season? What do they do with their All-Star Week? Maybe they cancel that and just play an All-Star game don't, don't, and, and just have two days off and play an All-Star game rather than have a whole lot of time off, maybe, or... Just get together and play an all-star game. Give everybody one day off and just play the all-star game. 
You could do that. You could also do something nice for the fans, which would impact revenues a little bit. But you know what? This is going to be a year where you're going to have to take a little bit of a stance. They could play doubleheaders on Sundays. Now, double elimination, double, uh, you know, two games for one in this world of, of single admission, in the world of day-night doubleheader, where you need two admissions, very tough for these big market teams to do because they, you know, they want to, they want to get their full bang for each admission date. They don't want to play. That's why you see teams like the Yankees, like the Red Sox, that play day-night doubleheaders. Even when they have makeups, they play day-nights. If it's a team that doesn't draw a lot, you could maybe squeeze in, depending on what the year is providing, a, a you know, 4 o'clock or a twinighter. But you still most of the time go day-night. Um, I would think the logical, if there's, we, we are going to have an end to this. I don't think there's any question. If you listen to the experts, they are saying the warm weather will help they also say, if you listen to these guys who are the experts, um, they give you information that is uh, very valuable. And you can obviously listen to a couple of them. You see them every night. You see them on TV. But um, listening to a couple of the guys who are very big and very good at this stuff, um, they tell you that the warmer weather will help they also tell you that uh, it will, it will come back, and that's why by then you hope that we have some kind of uh, drugs that we can at least uh, slow the tide, or we'll have a much better idea. Uh, doctor, the doctor from uh, Harvard, uh, Hazeltine was basically saying that. Um, he felt that the warmer weather would slow it and that he already had enough evidence that, and he's using, he was just in Hunan, so he, uh, you know, uh, he has a good, I guess a pretty, at least a, a good working knowledge of the situation, says that he does think that it will, that it will slow and he does think that uh, it will definitely come back. So we have to be ready for that too. Uh, that you know, maybe it's the cold weather next year. Maybe it's a little later than that. We're not sure. I think a lot of it depends on, you know, how far along we get here this year. But I think there will be a baseball season. Um, I think the trickier thing is going to be to see exactly what the NBA does, what the, uh, what the NHL does, I think they might have to go after a training camp um, immediately to their playoffs. I don't think they're going to have enough time to go get – they couldn't get, obviously, seasons in. The question is, can they get limited seasons in? And I think while they could do that, to bring teams back that are only going to be back for a, uh, a handful of days, you know, doesn't make, doesn't make a whole lot of sense, you know. That that really doesn't make that much sense uh, on on any level. So you would think you get ready. Maybe you could do a couple of different things from a standpoint of uh, 
a couple different things from a standpoint of the playoffs. You know, that's possible. Uh, in this era where you know these teams want to, really have gone out of their way and want to change the way they do business anyway. They, you know, three of the four major sports have been talking about uh, changes anyway in their, in their sports, especially in this age of streaming, trying to make their sports, uh, again, more packageable, create new packages, especially the NFL. But baseball has been talking about that. The NBA has been talking about that. So from that standpoint, I mean, uh, you know that uh, there is a, you know, very pronounced feeling that they could change things anyway. So this is a good opportunity. From this crisis comes an opportunity for the NBA and the NHL to do different things with their postseason this year. As they, I do believe, will put players back on on the court and on the ice to crown champions. Unfortunately, the NCAA didn't get a chance to do that. There's no way for them to do that. Um, this former Harvard Medical School professor, Dr. Uh, William Hazelton, I was reading about his stuff this morning. He was a very big guy in the advancement of the work done on uh, AIDS research uh, and has been very much involved in this stuff. And has gone to China and has, uh, matter of fact, has come back. And I was reading this stuff this morning, and he was very adamant about certain things. He did think Easter was too soon, considering what, what the way things have been handled. He thought Easter was too soon. He thought there were some other things we uh, still have to do. You know, um, not different, not very different from what you've heard from the CDC and stuff like that. These guys are all pretty much on the same page. So we're still in this, on this opening day, we're still very much in this waiting game. That's where we're going to stay uh, for the time being. That's where we're going to stay uh, through the Easter holidays and probably, probably where we'll still be until late, uh, late April, the way things are going right now. We'll come back with some calls after this. As you know, that's what they tell you. So obviously stay at home. Do the things they keep telling you to do. Obviously, if you need help, you know who to call. If you need food, you call the uh, folks at uh, World Hunger Year. We've talked about that each night. You can call them. All right, So you know that. We talk about that all the time. Uh, if you can help, give them a call. They need your help. If they need your donations, if you need their help, they're there to help you. And all the other stuff you've heard a million times. There's no question about it. It's just basically stay home. And adhere to the things that they're asking all of us to do. And we'll get through it together. That's basically it. All right, Lenny in Fort Lauderdale starts us off. Uh, what's up, Lenny? What's going on, Mike? What's going on? Two quick things. Uh, mm-hmm. My favorite opening day memory was when Gary Carter first joined the Mets and he had a game-winning home. I, was I remember that home run. run. I remember that home uh, run, yes. Wasn't that great? Yes. Uh, that's, that was the missing piece. He was fantastic. And uh, you, I hear you're on on Sundays. You're coming up on Sundays. 
Uh, I think you're going head to head against Sid Rosenberg. Yeah, well, I, listen, I, I, I'm not worried about in, in, in this world right now. I'm not worried about uh, going up to head to head with anybody. I'm not too, too worried about that. I don't, I don't think I have too much to prove these days. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not very worried about that. I didn't even think about any of that. They asked me to do some shows, so I will do some shows starting Sunday. So yes, I will be on Sunday. Um, It'll be a little different show because it's also on. Uh, it's not just on the fan; it's on coast to coast. Right. Uh, it's on C- uh, CBS uh, Radio Sports, so it's on both. Uh, yes, and I don't know how long or how many weeks we'll be in this. I don't know, but they asked me to do some shows, and I will be doing shows uh, coming up on Sunday. That's correct. Yes. All right. Hey, what's your yes. what's your favorite opening day memory? Uh, you know, I just talked about it for an hour on radio. You probably weren't listening, but I said uh, it, was, it was back in 1969 uh, on opening day with the Yankees, and the Yankees beat the Washington Senators. Thanks for the call, and I had already done a lot about that earlier today, but that's what, uh, that's what it was. And it was a long, obscure game, obscure season a long time ago, but... It was the uh, beginning for Bobby Mercer, who had come back, and obviously this was his return. He had not yet gone to the outfield. They had high hopes for a guy named Jerry Kenny, who never became the player they hoped he would be. Uh, Thurman Munson was not yet there. Jake Gibbs was in the lineup. You had a couple of the old mainstays were still there. Stylemeyer was still in his prime, and he was a great player. He should have been a Hall of Fame player. And you still had Tom Tresh, who was getting beat up but he did open that season at shortstop. Joe Pepe, uh, Joe Pepitone opened for uh, the season at first base. Kenny and Mercer hit back-to-back homers. Mercer had a couple of the hits and RBIs. Uh, they won 8-4. to four. Frank Howard hit a long home run. On the Washington side, you had guys you might remember, Mike Epstein, uh, Frank Howard, uh, Ken McMullen in the lineup that day, Eddie Brinkman. Uh, Camilo Pasquale, the big curveball pitcher, was the uh, pitcher for the Senators. Stoudemire was the pitcher for the Yankees. The Yankees won 8-4. to four. Uh, and, uh, But it was a year where they basically played 500 baseball. It was their first year without Mantle. Uh, Mickey had retired on, on the first day of March that year. And uh, obviously the year later belonged very much to the Mets, who not only stole... Well, the headlines in New York, they stole basically the hearts of America with their miracle season as they went from uh, mauve to a miracle, from ninth place, not 10th, but from ninth place to first. And late that season, if you remember, the Mets from late August on played stunning baseball. And people don't remember about that Mets team. That Mets team won 100 games that year. They were 38-9, I believe, down the stretch. I think it was 38-9. It might have been 39-8, but it was either 38-9 or 39-8 down the stretch. Uh, They went past the Cubs like they were standing. Still, the Cubs were out of gas. And the Cubs had a really good team. Cubs had a really good team. It got worn out. All Cub teams got worn out in the sun in those days because they always played day games. And they always got tired. But they had a great – Cubs had a great infield with, obviously, Ernie Banks and Beckett and Kessinger and Santo. You know, uh, had great players. Ferguson Jenkins, Billy Williams. I mean, a wonderful, wonderful team. Uh, And the Mets went past them like they were standing still. And went on to win 100 games, beat Hank Aaron and the Braves in three games – in a three-game sweep. Aaron homered in all three games. And then, obviously, beat the heavily favored Orioles in five games. 
including the brilliant Game 2 performance after losing Game 1 by Kuzman, the performance out of the pen by Ryan, the Tommy Agee game, the J.C. Martin, Gil Hodges ball in the dugout, the catch by Swoboda, the catches by Agee. I mean, so many different things that went on. Uh, Connor and Brick, what's up, Connor? Hey, Mike, how you doing today? Good. What's going on? Hey, uh, quick question for you. You know, um, with everything going on with Syndergaard and uh, Tommy John, do you think he's ever really going to get paid? Because, uh, you know, two years ago, DeGrom, he won the Cy Young, and I was saying to myself, please take that contract. Please, please, please. And we we all know how that played out. But a part of me, hey, I'm asking you, do you think he can come back and actually get paid, Mike? Yeah, I listen, guys, and thanks for the call. Guys come back from Tommy John. They really do. They sometimes come back throwing harder. Syndergaard has a, a world of talent. I, I think it's going to take him a full year to come back. He's got to prove himself. He's got to prove he can stay in the lineup. He's got to prove that he can go out there and pitch 200 innings. He's got to, but we've seen guys come back and come back throwing as hard as ever from Tommy Tom. Tommy John's not a question mark anymore. Guys come back from Tommy John all the time. Tommy John doesn't ruin your career. Now, you don't want to have another injury on top of that. But as far as coming back from Tommy John, many, I mean, there's a laundry list of guys who have come back and come back great and come back throwing harder than ever from Tommy John. So Tommy John works. There's no question about it. And to me, I don't even think it's a red flag anymore, Tommy John. But you still have to put in the year. I mean, you can do it in nine months if you push. That's one of the reasons I know people got upset the other day about Syndergaard getting the surgery, which I believe was supposed to be this, this afternoon or this morning. And it was supposed to be in Palm Beach today, the surgery. Now, they shouldn't have announced it, especially with elective surgeries being pretty much postponed because of what's going on in the country. Uh, but... Uh, I, he was, you know, special surgery now has an annex in Florida. That's where they were doing the surgery today in Palm Beach. So my understanding is that unless they changed it, they were, were supposed to be done this morning. So I'm sure it's done already. Patrick in Saratoga. What's up, Patrick? Hey, Mike. How you doing? I actually had good. a kindergarten question, too. Yeah, good. But I wanted to tell you, I have a, a three-year-old son, and my wife and I found out uh, – not too long ago, we have twins on the way, so I figured you could oh, congratu- advice for me. Yeah, um, you already have one and you have twins on the way? Yeah. Three changes so, everything. So it's not going to be a shock. Three changes everything. First of all, yeah. once you have three. Now, I had twins and then had a son right afterwards. When you have two, you can still do things. You, can, you got two hands. When you have three... You can't get three car seats in the car. You have to have a special car to have three car seats. Um, yeah. You need you know, a lot of cars can't get three car seats in. So uh, traded in her CRV. Yeah, and yeah. You need it, it. Changes it changes. You, you can't. You need help to go anywhere because you can't do three little ones to get uh, by yourself. You just can't do it. You can't handle the car seats. You can't handle the three kids. So with two, you can do it. With three, it changes everything. The third child changes everything in terms of so many different things houses cars everything so 
you know, once you get past two, it, uh, it it's just a different world. It, it just is. And, and I don't think there's much difference between three and four, but three changes everything. There's no question. So you'll get used to that in a hurry. Now, we did it the reverse. We had the Twins, and then we had Harrison very, very quickly, about as quickly as humanly possible, right after the, the Twins. Uh, so, but three does change everything. Do you know what the Twins are or no? Yeah, we're having one of each. Oh, that's perfect. Well, congratulations. Uh, that, that, that's it. And what's the first child? Uh, my son, Sam, is... Oh, you have a boy. So now you're going to have two... Well, you got two boys, and, which I have. Uh, two boys and a girl. So, uh, yes. So uh, we'll wish you luck. Good luck. Thank you. you Thank that's you nice. That's, uh, that's a little sunshine in this uh, crazy world, that's for sure. Yeah, he's been keeping us busy. We're both teachers, yes. so we're home. We're well, home right now. Oh, really? Are you, are you teaching every day? Um, so my wife is a little bit busier than me right now. Um, we're we're kind of rolling out the official. So I work in a, a district that uh, is a little bit lower income, but our superintendent. Oh, the schools uh, closed up there. Are the schools closed up there? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Yeah, all, okay. all the schools are closed in Saratoga area, and I work in Troy, New York, near Albany. Okay. But, okay. Uh, yeah. No, I know it well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I go yeah, through yeah. there every. I, I go through there every year. I. I, yeah, I, I you know. Saratoga, oh yeah. I go. I go yeah. through. Yeah. I go. You know. I take seven eighty seven right through on the way in all the time. So you know. I go right through town. So I uh, know it very well. So uh, you don't have to video conference every day. Not every day. Um, we're expected to post lessons every Monday um, to keep the kids busy throughout the week. And then we kind of have like college style office hours every week that we, ha- we so we have to be online and, and available to the kids using uh, Google, Google Meet, which right. is kind of like uh, a hangout thing. So, you know, they're keeping us busy. My wife I don't think you'll be back in school. Though. I don't think you'll be back in school this year. I don't think schools will open this year. I don't think they yeah, will. I think even I do. Th- I do think the. I think people will be back to work before the school year's over. But I think the school year will finish on video. I just that's just my opinion. I haven't been told that, uh, but I just think I have one and eighth and two and ninth. Uh, right now, they yeah. canceled all the grade three through eight exams. They have, yeah, yeah, you're right. They've canceled all the state and all the and all the national exams for the year, they right? So they canceled yeah. the the regents yet for high school. So that that's probably next. That's pro- yeah, that's yeah, that's probably next. Well, listen, stay. Uh, congratulations and stay well. Can I ask you a quick thank you? Question? Yeah, go ahead. What is it? Yeah, good. Do you think? Do you think we've seen the last of Syndergaard in a Mets uniform? And thank you very much, Mike. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he, I think he will be back. I, do, I think he'll be back, and I think he'll come back strong. I, I think he'll be back. I don't think you've seen the last of Syndergaard. Chris and Ocean, what's up, Chris? Hey, Mike. I know sports are not the most important thing right now, but I do have a sports question for yeah, you. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Being that it seems like a lot of the country is going to go back to normal before New York at this point. We're, we're going to lag behind in that. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if that's true yet, but go ahead. I'm not sure that's uh, true. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Are visiting teams going to be able to get in here if we try to go back to normal? Or New York play on the road all the time? I mean, you know what? There are so. Well, I think Chris, there's a better chance than that that they are just they are just behind us in terms of getting the viruses in this. Now, I don't think they're going to get the number of cases that we've had, but. We've done so much more testing than everybody else has that I think you're going to have some hot spots on the West Coast 
New Orleans has been mentioned. Miami has been mentioned. Chicago has been mentioned. And I think, I don't know that they're going to catch up to the, because the New York cases are so much ahead of the rest of the country. I mean, by such a wide margin. I don't know that they're going to totally catch up. But I don't know that it will be as pronounced as it looks right now. As it looks right now, I don't think anybody, until we see the number start to diminish enormously in New York, can we even think of anybody coming into our city until we get past the curve? Now, I know that watching Cuomo, thanks for the call, he feels that we're the canary in the coal mine, which means we are the harbinger of things to come for the rest of the country, that there are going to be other hot spots that become New York, and we're going to be past it. I don't know that that's accurate or not. We have to wait and see that happen. It has to manifest itself. Last night was a very bad night for New York in terms of number of people who went to the hospital and the number of new cases. They were both enormous numbers. 14% of the people testing uh, positive last night were in the hospital. And you had over like 5,000 new cases last night. That's an enormous amount for one night. And I don't know if it's going to continue like that, uh, but most of the experts that I've seen talk about New York say that we're anywhere from 10 to 14 days away from peak in New York. And then it should taper, start to taper down. I don't know if it'll be tapering down around the rest of the country at that time or not. They feel New York will be. And the way these numbers are going up, they better hope that they are soon reaching the apex in New York because otherwise the numbers in New York are just going to get astronomical. Because they are so much more. Now, we are doing one-third of the nation's testing in our country. I mean, in our, in our, uh, in our state. One-third of the nation. More than one-third. 31 point something percent of the nation's testing has been in New York. I don't even know why that is. That why we've done so much more testing than everybody else, but we have. I just think we have more cases, we have more people, and we have more everything. That's basically it. Uh, and we live in very close proximity, but right now there can't be any issue about, as you said, if everything else opens up, I can't see anything opening up and New York being involved until New York starts to get better. And we have to see the cases start to decrease in New York before we can even talk about it, having anybody come into New York. Right now they won't even let people from New York into the other parts of the country. They're stopping that. I mean, they're not letting you fly from New York into, into anywhere now. They're trying to stop it everywhere. So until we see New York reach that apex and then start down, which Bashi has said is going to happen, which these other experts I saw today said would happen within 10 to 14 days, let's see if they're right. Uh, Casamigos Tequila, as always, brings you the program brought to you by those who drink it. Stay safe. Uh... And we'll see you tomorrow. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.